Hello, my name is Liam Bird, and this is a special episode of the Level Playing Field podcast. We are currently in the second weekend of celebrations for Weeks of Action, or to give it its full title, Level Playing Fields Weeks of Action. Throughout the campaigns, we are creating many podcasts just like this one of my trip to Patrick Vieira's Crystal Palace. We're doing this to highlight the work that sporting clubs are doing in England and Wales. It is also an opportunity for the podcast to speak to supporters themselves to talk about disability, disability issues, and the Weeks of Action campaign. In this episode, I'll be speaking to the Crystal Palace disabled access officer as well as the disabled liaison officer from the club you'll also hear from a member of the crystal palace disabled supporters association and i had just enough time before kickoff to speak to a supporter up in the raised wheelchair platforms at selhurst park enjoy i'm david main i'm the supporter liaison officer for the dsa which means I report on any issues inside the ground, home and away, and then to our committee, then they pass it on back to the club and try to resolve it amicably. For people who are listening to this who might not know what a Disabled Supporter Association is, can you kind of explain what Crystal Palace Disabled Supporters yeah, Association is? Yeah, it's a group that was formed, I can't remember when it was or anything else, but it's just to help all disabled people, no matter what disability they've got, their helpers and their carers as well, and it's open to any of those to join. It's open to anyone to go on the website, which is dsa.org, and there's a form that they can, they, they can join through that. Uh, we'll get in touch with them, and if there's any problems, they get in touch with me or one of the other committee and tell us what their problems is, and we try to resolve it for them. So over the years, how long have you been attending football here? I've been coming here since 1962. <laughs> and how has it changed over those years regarding accessibility? When I first come... I used to stand in the Homesdale end. Um, I wasn't disabled at the time, but it was a mud bank, and the, the actual stands around the side, there were steep steps everywhere, just wooden seats. There was no sort of wheelchair spaces. The only disabled spaces were, when I first came, down in the corner of the White Horse and the main stand, where they used to park the old little three-wheelders, and it was a three-wheeler, a little blue thing with wheelchairs. And they used to park. So that was the only thing they had. Obviously, since then, we've got designated toilets, designated areas in the ground for disabled people with wheelchairs, giving them more space, a better view. They're elevated a little bit more so people can see better and other things like that. How do you think attitudes towards disability has changed then over those years? Yeah, it it is improving, but I mean, there's still bias the same as there is in anything like race or religion. You know, there's always someone that's going to say, oh, you're a whatever... Um, I won't use the words, but you can imagine what sort of things you get called. It's, it's still there, and there's still a long way to go. Um, and this is quite a lot with level playing field. are doing a lot with it as well, trying to make people more aware of what we do and to help them and hopefully change things for the better. So in your opinion then, how does uh, events like the Weeks of Action kind of go towards educating not only non-disabled but also disabled fans about being able to attend live sport and, w- and maybe what access a club like Crystal Bias can provide to a disabled supporter who may be a bit worried about attending a game of football? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who are a bit worried because they say, like, where they can get there, where they can get in the ground. Um, it's like... And no matter what publicity we get, I say you know, it's got to be an improvement. The more it's put out there, the more people will get to know about it. And hopefully, within my lifetime, it'll be even better. <laughs> Do you think there's enough awareness regarding disability within football? There's a lot more than there used to be. I mean, because like, we've got the Down syndrome 
football team now, we've got the wheelchair football team. So there's things like which we never had years ago, you know, disabled people were just sort of stuck in a corner. Um, even as much as the, the little cars that used to get stuck down the Amstel end. So, you know, that is coming forward a bit more and the players are getting involved a bit as well. They're helping to sponsor it. I mean, we've got the foundation, we've got the level playing field, all trying to bring it more forward and get more people to know about it. So during the pandemic, obviously fans couldn't attend. Yeah. No, no one could attend. I mean, how was that for you personally, not being able to come to the football club and watch a game of football? I saved a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, um, I had to isolate anyway. I wasn't allowed that, you know, so I've got breathing problems and everything, so I had to isolate. It was hard, I mean, because they were showing the football on TV, it wasn't so bad, but I think it set us back a little bit. A lot of supporters who came before the pandemic still haven't returned. So, you know, hopefully they will return. Thank you so much. That's it. I'm Nikki Gibbons and I'm the Supporter Liaison Officer and the Disability Access Officer at Crystal Palace Football Club. I'm Pam Groves and I'm Disability Liaison Officer at Crystal Palace Football Club. So today is your Level Playing Field Weeks of Action campaign day. Why is it important for the club to be celebrating this campaign today? I think it's really important that um, people are aware of the importance of live sport being inclusive to everybody and I think highlight as well that you know I don't think anyone is offering a perfect service to our disabled supporters you know there's always room for improvement and I think it's important that we learn and with the support and the help of level playing field uh, I think it's the way forward for us to be able to do that. So can you tell me about some of the activities you've got going on today to celebrate? Yeah of course so obviously we've got we've invited yourself Liam (laughs) to come and speak to our supporters in the fan zone Um, I think education is where it all begins for a lot of people so that would be really good with our presenter Rob we've also got our disabled supporters association they're here today again they'll be in the fan zone speaking on stage to what is actually filling up quite quickly (laughs) in our fan zone and also we've got our um, our DSE goals which is the Down Syndrome team they will be here to receive an award which I hope you can present to them for us you kind of touched on the kind of non-disabled supporter element of like educating them how much is kind of today can that play a part in educating non-disabled fans about what attending a game at Selhurst Park might be like for a disabled supporter? I think we're all very guilty of living in our own little bubble without really recognising what someone else may be affected by in their life. And I think just to increase tolerance and make make Selhurst Park more accessible. I mean we're quite we're quite proud of the work we already do. But as I said, you know, there's always room for improvement. No one's perfect. And with with the help of our entire supporter base, I'd like to think that we'll get not far off eventually. <laughs> Pam, we were talking a little bit off mic about how long you've been here. You've been here for nearly I don't want to show your age, but 30 plus years. <laughs> no, not quite. Okay. 20, 25 plus, maybe. That's, I'll give that's you my that. bad math, so I apologise for that. <laughs> but I mean, how, how has disability kind of changed over the years and access at this club changed regarding its how, how it's seen and also how the stadium, Selhurst Park, has changed? Lots and lots of changes. Firstly, I would say we've made improvements to the stadium. 
we have wheelchair access in the middle of the stand and also we now have um, wheelchair access at the front of the stand. We've got accessible seating, just loads. We do loads of different things. We have a food service to seats and every match day. And also we have our sensory rooms, which are really popular. Today we have one person in it, well, one man with his two sons, I think both artistic. Also, we can offer it if someone in the middle of the match, whether they be home or away, need to go in there, we can make that happen as well. For yourself, Nicola, I, I don't know how long you've been at the club. What have you seen change over the, the, the shorter period of time? Well, I've certainly not been here as long as Pam, <laughs> bless her. <laughs> I've been here about five <laughs> years. I started working up in the control room. Uh, now I'm out and about on a match day and actually I I think just in those five years certainly an increase in the number of disabled supporters that um, are attending the matches certainly the number of disabled supporters that uh, we find uh, are writing to inquire about how how they can visit us as a stadium um, and enjoy a live game following through that and building on Pam and I have got the DAO role is very new for me um, and Pam and I have got lots of exciting ideas to make it to make it even more accessible and to get to the point that we are offering a fully inclusive match day. Pam, is it essentially it's been nearly two years since the Level Playing Field Weeks of Action has been able to do something like this because of COVID. You were saying that you've been speaking, again off mic, you were saying that we, you, were, you were speaking to fans during that process when fans were away. Yes. I mean, what feedback were you getting from supporters? Because we know in a collective free of how how much this place I'm pointing to Selhurst Park it's not very good for audio um, how important this place is to fans I mean but what were you getting, what were you being told by your supporters you were calling um, how much they missed it how lonely they were as I say with some of these supporters they've become my friends now just because I had so much contact where I wasn't working in the stadium or in the office I was at home and I just spent my whole day speaking with people some people I would phone maybe once twice a week and even now we still have the remnants of that don't we Nikki where people are coming up and they've just got new confidence I mean if you think of it some people were at home all on their own had nothing at all so it was just ideal I mean I wasn't the only one doing it but towards the end I think I was really I think by then people had, you'd come back to work. So it was really rewarding. It's been horrendous for a lot of people. Do you think it's kind of put in perspective that we shouldn't take this for granted at all? Yes, I I do think that. But I also think that it's made us learn a lot. It really has. I mean, when I started, that was part of the question you asked me before. I worked in the ticket office, and the only thing I did for disabled supporters was to do their tickets. Now it's completely different, completely different, especially with Nikki, who's absolutely brilliant. And between us, I think we've got a really good team. Well, thank you to both of you. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing what, what happens today. I know for everyone from Level Plainfield, thank you for taking part in the campaign. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> My name is Tony Game. I've been sporting Crystal Palace since 
1975 was my first game. And how has accessibility and the understanding of disability changed over those years? It's changed quite considerably. I, obviously, when I first came, I wasn't disabled. I contracted, I, I got MS at the age of 39. So I've had that now for 20, 21 years. Since then, I was, I was sit down in normal seats, but then when I found problems to get up and down the stairs, I spoke to Pam and they arranged, I started using a mobility scooter and a wheelchair and moved myself up to here. So I've been up here in the disabled section about 12 years now. And how did your experience of watching football change for you? Not just physically, but emotionally? Um, it hasn't really, because I was with a group of friends before, and since I've moved up here, we were a new family of friends. Uh, people have been up here 10, 12 years, same as me. So, you know, it's good to get down to, see it, to a match and you meet up with your regular people. I mean, some of these people live in Cornwall, some people live in Peterborough, you know, they come from miles away. And how important is that kind of social aspect of going to watch football? Oh, very important, very important. You get here, I always get here two hours before the game starts, so we have a, a social conflab and everything out in the, in the concourse, and then we come here and sit there, have a drink, and just chat and talk about the football and what we think is going to happen, do a, do a usual at any sport and moan all the way through the game just because you think... The, someone's playing poor and then euphoria when someone scores so how important is football for you then oh very important very important as I said I've been coming here since I was 14 I come with my friend here who's here with me today we came together at 14 that was our first game we used to I used to live in Beckenham we used to walk down through and was there and walk across the sewage farm and, and walk here it was like three mile walk but when you're young it doesn't matter <laughs> So today, uh, on the pitch, we can see that the, the players are warming up in level playing field t-shirts for weeks of action. How important is it for you to see that your club is celebrating access and inclusion and disability? I think the club's very good at it anyway, but the fact that they're celebrating is very, very good. You know, it's a very inclusive club uh, for, for disabled sports, for the LBGT community, everything. You know, everyone's friendly. We don't get aggro here, we don't get fights. Everybody knows each other. We have fun. Everyone looks after each other. It's good. It's really good. And do you think football talks enough about disability to disabled fans? Uh, depends what your class is disability, because there are so many disabilities. Mine is obvious. There's a lot of people who are disabled, which you don't, you don't see it. It's very hard, because, you, as I said, you can't tell if someone's disabled. Yeah. And no one's going to go up to you and say, oh, what's the problem? What's the matter with you? Because people just don't do that. And, and do you think campaigns like this is an opportunity to kind of highlight those invisible disabilities so non-disabled people are aware of them? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I used to be vice chairman of the Disabled Supporters Association until I resigned earlier this year. So I've dealt with people who are, who are deaf, who are blind, have uh, got learning difficulties. There's, there's so many different things, you know, and we try and make everybody as inclusive as possible. And in the next five years, when do you hope to see disability regarding the conversation of it and access in football? It, it needs to be spoken about more, because uh, there are some things they still don't do right. Not just this club, I mean, sports events in general, which is hard to get to. And there's things like travelling to away games, like coaches and things like that, to getting onto the coaches and doing that sort of thing. But they're getting there, they're getting there. And it's, it's going to be a long, a long process, but it will get there eventually. Whether it gets there in my lifetime, I hope it does. I'm only 60, so and we'll see what happens when the new stand gets built and see what changes and advantages it has for the table supporter.
Thank you to the staff at Crystal Palace. Thank you to the Crystal Palace Disabled Support Association and also the supporters who gave up their time to talk to me. I'm so sorry I couldn't squeeze you all in. I'll be back in a few days' time with another podcast episode talking to another club who will be celebrating the level playing field weeks of action. In the meantime, if you want to know more about the work that we are doing for the Weeks of Action campaign, then head on over to the Level Playing Field website. That is levelplayingfield.org.uk or you can follow what we're doing on social media at LPF tweets. Until next time, enjoy your match days. Bye bye.